0: Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.
1: Everybody connected to Forestry Rovers FC was truly saddened to learn of the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II at the age of 96.
2: Over a 70-year reign, Her Majesty served the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth with distinction. The thoughts of everyone at Forest Green Rovers are with the royal family at this sad time. Today we pay tribute to Queen Elizabeth II and ask you to join us in observing a minute's applause in her memory, which will start and end on the referee's whistle. Upon the end of the applause, we then invite you to join in with the national anthem. Over the halfway line, Donald Love's in nosebleed territory, Donald Love for Morecambe, oh, he's put it wide, and the flag stayed down as well, it's, well, it's away for a corner, must have taken a deflection that, but of all people it was the Morecambe captain who was playing at right wing back, but uh, he was in the centre forward position, there was Donald Love as he was played through, uh, through the middle and he was clean through, and that that's a decent chance gap, slipped on by Kieran Phillips, onto the chest of Cole Stockton, 25 yards out, plays it to Shaw, he gets it out to Donald Lovey whips it in and stops it, went for the first-time volley. Then it might fall for Jensen Weir, oh, yeah. and he scored three times already this season. He scored an absolute blockbuster against Bristol Rovers, curling it beautifully into the top corner from 25 yards. That right-footed half volley, not far wide. Here comes Jake Taylor coming forward over the halfway line for the Shrimps. Gets it into the path of Kieran Phillips. It's round the keeper, Kieran Phillips. And can he see oh! it? Oh, it's deflected onto the bar. So unlucky from the Huddersfield lone striker. He did really well there. Great initial work from Jake Taylor. Fed it into Phillips. He had plenty to do. He took it round the keeper, McGee. And I reckon as he shot that towards goal, it took a bit, just a little ricochet. Off of Forest Green Rovers defender, onto the bar and back into the keeper's arms.
3: I tell you what Dave, um, Kieran Phillips has looked so dangerous so far. He were not ahead a couple of minutes ago, I mean you wouldn't think of him as a target man but he's shown he's just that. He's shown a real range to his game so far and that effort was so unlucky to come back off the crossbar bar inflection.
2: Here from Forest Green, midway inside the Morecambe half. That's a nice strong robust tackle and the shot comes in, it finds it back in the net as well opening goal of the game by Connor Wickham and that's come absolutely out of nowhere for Forest Green Rovers and Morgan just switched off on the edge of the box for just a second and they have been punished. didn't look much on really but the ball fell nicely to the experienced Connor Wickham and he curled it left-footed over Connor Ripley into the back of the net and on the half-hour mark it's Forest Green overs 1 Morgan nil against yes. the run of play Yeah, it's probably
3: one of the first times in open play where Forest Green have really looked like they're going to create an opening in the way that Ian Berksman likes to side to play and it was good run right inside from Corey O'Keefe and then a fantastic finish from uh, from Connor Wickham uh, curled effort there
2: we are. And then Kieran Phillips left on oh. the this action, and that's another, another smart stop. Oh. And then the shot comes oh. it's into the, it's in, and there's the equaliser right before half time, and it's Kieran Phillips with it. The pressure finally telling for the Shrimps. Looks for a minute as if the danger had passed, I'm just looking down at my nose and look back up just as Kieran Phillips finds the back of the net for his second goal in the Morecambe shirt and that is just the toilet that the Shrimps wanted just before half-time. It's Kieran Phillips with his left boot to make it Forest Green Rovers 1, Morecambe 1. Well, I've been saying all half, Dave, that uh, Kieran Phillips has has
3: really been uh, probably one of the most impressive uh, players on the pitch certainly in the attacking sense and I think that's uh, that's born fruit for the goal because he's shown good feet he's shown that agility to sort of uh, deceive opponents and show them one way and go the other and, uh, and that was all throughout that move leading up to that goal and then he showed great agility to, uh, to find the
2: finish good curling effort initially as well really well saved by uh, Luke McGee in the uh, Forest Green Rovers goal but uh, Forest Green didn't get the defensive job done. it fell back to Phillips and uh, he finds the back of the net from that left-hand side of the penalty area. Morecambe back on level terms right on the stroke of half-time. Liam Shaw who's on the ball now towards Phillips who's twisting and turning might get it back to Stockton. Oh Oh, that was destined for the top corner and what a way that would have been for Cole Stockton to re-announce himself back to Morecambe fans on his return what well, is it's only second start since the transfer saga of the last few weeks destined for the top corner and that's a good tip over the bar for a corner there might be a Forest Green Rovers breakaway on with Brian Fabima the Chelsea low is coming over the halfway line he's on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area. Now the Shrimps trying desperately to get players back as the shot comes in. And that is a smart turn around the post from Connor Ripley. One end of the field to another. Stockton nearly gave Morecambe the lead. And then from the corner, Forest Green broke with plenty of pace. Hendry out towards his right-hand side now. And Hendry has got a bit of space to run into. He's 25 yards out. Might have to cut back onto his... Left foot chips the ball towards the back post where the header comes in and that is a fine, fine tip over the bar. Miles Per Harris thought it, it regained the lead for Forest Green Rovers but again for the second time in a couple of minutes Conor Ripley more than up to the task to tip it over for a corner. Infield it goes once more to Hendry who's tried to switch play towards the left hand side but found a Morgan man in his way and Rawson gets it into the path of Jake Taylor who can hopefully stretch the Forest Green Rovers defense Phillips with a shot beaten away by the strong fists of Luke McGee quality delivery from Jensen Weir in the 93rd minute nodded in at the back post by Farron Rawson here we go what a story that would be against his former club referee happy whistle goes Weir Whips it in, it's towards the back post as well, and
4: Yes! Yeah! Awesome. A GT, GT!
2: Jensen Weir with the free kick, and it's headed in by Farron
4: Rawson. Good GT stand for, goal time.
2: And that surely, surely gives Morecambe their first lead win of the season.
0: Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio. And that is it. Yes, come on the Shrimps. Come oh, no. on the Shrimps.
2: And Morecambe have done it. It's their first victory in League One and it's Farron Rawson with a header against his former club. Deep, deep, deep in stoppage time. And that is going to do so much for our confidence. And we've finally got the first victory of the League One season at the ninth
4: time of asking... Uh, You're quite happy about that, Charlie Appleyard? Very happy. A bit smug because uh, Graham House hates where I'm a bit of a lucky charm for Morecambe. I'm generally great good results to come and watch. It was wonderful to see, fully deserved. Fans have been brilliant and it's just been an amazing day and really, really, really really deserve the result, I think.
2: And what is uh, this victory going to do for us, Charlie, going forward in in, in what's a, a crucial
4: couple of weeks coming up? It just shows we've been, you know, it's deserved. You know, we've been coming, we've really deserved a, a winning goal in one of the games so far. And I think the squad's been fantastic assembled by Greg Strong and uh, and Derek. And I think we should be very proud of the boys and keep supporting and let's keep keep on the road with the Shrimps for the next uh, six seven months. To see how we go.
2: But we should now, Gab, be really happy that we've finally got the victory under our belts. And it, it can do so much for us, can't it, this victory? It was a crucial moment,
3: Dave. I think, you know, come the end of the season, it's possible that Morecambe fans will be looking back on this moment as, you know, possibly the start of a turnaround. Because performances have not been too bad. There'd been a solidity in place. Morecambe just hadn't quite been getting on the right side of those fine margins. Today they were. Today, I would say, maybe on the balance of play, a draw might have been a fair result. I thought Morecambe were probably shaded the first half. I think Forest Green probably shaded Territory in the second half. So maybe a draw would have been a fair result. But I think Morecambe have probably earned that luck over the course of the season. And uh, obviously that late goal could be a huge, huge moment. Who's your man of the match, Gab? My man of the match, well, I, I, I love Kieran Phillips. I thought he was absolutely outstanding today, especially in the first half. But I'd probably go for Jacob Bidet.
2: I thought uh, all of the defence uh, looked really solid actually but uh, my man of the match I think it has to be Kieran Phillips well, it probably has to be Farron Rawson doesn't it uh, scoring that late 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 winner uh, against his former side as well what's the mood like in the camp Charlie I suppose it's, it's hard because to it's keep it's your spirits up isn't it but like you say it's a long no, old season isn't positive, it all positive
4: there's a lot of annoying social media from people everyone's allowed to thing like James saying on the on the alternate podcast that, uh, we, that, we, that we produce, on the shrimp stress podcast yeah, we
2: can plug it it's
4: amazing and uh, you know people shouldn't get negative about it we are we are doing really well we've got a really strong squad we, they've only just started playing together you've got Cade wants to come back and you've got Ash Hunter injured Max Melbourne, all those players. Mm, mm. Strongest squad we've ever had. We've done really good business, and we're all really, really, really positive. The whole, the whole squad are positive.
3: I tell you what, Caleb Watts could make Caleb Watts could make a real impact in terms of that creative element yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah,
4: he needs out for three more weeks, I think.
3: Okay, well that's going to be a big plus getting him back because I think we can see that solidity is already in place, and that's so important to get on the right side of that fine margin today. And um, yeah, well done to the lads.
4: Very, very. Come, very, very, very heartfelt thank you to Ryan Daly, he's just near me here. He's uh, been signing off as his last last game as head of media at FC, and uh, he's been an absolutely wonderful, wonderful person to uh, to grace our club in the last 15 months. Thank you much, Ryan. I thank you for everything, and uh, wish you all the best.
2: And the whole media setup with Ryan and Matt Smith alongside him—it's come on so much, Charlie, hasn't it, in the last year?
4: Yeah, since Ryan, since I gave Ryan a chance to, uh, to join, the, <laughs> he's, he's been absolutely wonderful. And Matt Smith as well, and Jack the photographer, we've all come, we're recruiting at the moment, we did the interviews for the head of media on, um, on uh, was it Thursday, we've got second interviews this week to try and get someone on board, but um, they've got big big shoes to fill with Ryan leaving, but thank you Ryan.
2: Ryan Daly's last game in charge uh, of, uh, of uh, the media operations at the club is uh, to see the Shrimps pull off a last second 2-1 victory and, and, and Gab we've got some difficult games coming up now Papa John's of course on Tuesday and then Cambridge back at the Mazuma on Saturday next weekend that is a vital vital game there but uh, we can go into that one with loads and loads of confidence
3: a lot of confidence yeah I think the the crucial thing for Morecambe is getting those patterns of play getting the ball to Cole Stockton's feet and chest, and then getting Kieran Phillips running off him with that persistence and that energy, and then bringing the midfield into play. And I think if uh, if Morecambe can do that in games then they can create chances on top of the solidity that we've seen but I think the organisation today was the real standout point with Jake Taylor, Jensen Weir and Liam Shaw they all did really good jobs in midfield in terms of protecting the defence that the back three did incredibly well. Farron Rawson was heading away everything if there was a meteor that had come onto the new lawn he would have headed that way so um, Ryan Delaney as well so brave what a battler um, yeah real defensive solid solid performance from Morecambe uh, and although I would have said on the balance of the player draw might have been a fair result I can't begrudge the script that winner at all and, and what a moment for those travelling
2: fans I had um, talking the podcast Charlie I had uh, an American Derby County fan on a couple of weeks ago and he re- referred to our zero in the win column as a goose egg well we've now well and truly smashed that goose egg haven't we
4: you know, you know I think Maybe that Derby County Matt, you know, we, we had it was a couple of days we played. You know, Sheffield Wednesday I think was a misnomer. You know, we did Barry Barnham was just amazing that day. I think you know, I, I just feel that we just this 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 next run of fixtures we've got we can pick some valuable points. Maybe a good result against Hartlepool on Tuesday, and just really kick get some momentum going.
2: And of course, if we if we beat Hartlepool on Tuesday, we'd be in the Probably in the knockout phases of the Papa John's, Mm -hmm. which would be uh, obviously a few more pennies into the coffers, and it all all adds up, doesn't it? I suppose when budgets are tight, cup runs that can make a big difference.
4: Yeah, football. I don't. With with SCMP, football fortune, you can count 100% towards wages. With things like sponsorship and advertising, you can only count 50%. So it's quite convoluted and quite Mm. complicated. But with for football fortune. From player sales, from uh, transfers, from uh, cup, you know, cup, cup money. That all goes. That can all be spent spent on players. That's we, so we need some budget for the. We obviously need some budget for the for Christmas. You know, Derek, Derek will obviously want to strengthen, and improve, want some long-term injuries. By then, you never know. But uh, you know, if we can get, the, I never realised was important of, to a football club. You know, you, you want get, to get get into the third round of the FA Cup and getting a big draw mm. is so so important to us. successful a club crazy that, that that's probably more important than a lot of other things Yeah, the, 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 the magic balls that come out yeah. so you, want, you want
2: to be meeting Ryan again in the uh, Man City well we did say that yeah, yeah, yeah. it would help wouldn't it it certainly would help <laughs> so Gabby in terms of we're going to go off air in, in, in a couple of minutes but uh, before we do in terms of what you've seen elsewhere in League 1 this season uh, where the Morecambe sit obviously still very early days in the season of course but uh, mm. what, um, what little pearls of optimism can you give us going forward
3: well, um, I don't think this this result changes where I see Morecambe in the grand scheme of things in terms of that battle in the bottom six or the bottom eight because I think they're in that group of teams that would uh, be very much looking towards getting to 50 points. But I think... Um, there's a lot of encouragement that I would say um, it reminds me I mean I was hit I was at uh, Wimbledon for the game where you got a point there and so much organization in that game and it reminds me a, a little bit like that as well um, this afternoon just the um, the back three Jacob Badeau with his athleticism and then you're looking at um, Farron Rawson with that aerial ability uh, and of course um, uh, Ryan Delaney's aggression and then the midfield their work rate, protecting them and then if you can add to that a little another layer of creativity by getting those players into advanced areas the midfield and linking up with Stockton and phillips i do think that that's a blueprint for, for Morecambe to get themselves out of uh, their current position still very early days um, a lot of encouragement to take from Morecambe from this afternoon still things to work on of course caleb Watts coming back i think is going to be a huge plus um
2: but yeah a, re, a, a great afternoon for Morecambe. and last word to yourself charlie We've, I'm going to leave it at the feet of Cole Stocks, and he looks like he's starting to come back back to us. If that makes sense, I'm he had thing he had a great chance yeah. in the thir- in the second half. Didn't he
4: sharper. He's had time out. Yeah, you know, we had you know, we had we had the whole the, the issues with the transfer and stuff. But you know, the transfer is closed. Cole's a more complier. You know, I, I, I don't get involved in the football side at all, so not me to comment. But all, as a fan, I just yes, I think it looks a lot sharper, a lot more match fit today, and. Uh, the only time, the only time will uh, tell, and hopefully he will be able to get back on back on the goal trail.
2: And regardless of, uh, of of what's gone on in the last few weeks, if he wants that move in January or the summer, he's, he's got to score goals to put him keep himself in that shot window, hasn't he? I suppose.
4: Exactly, but you know, like I said I don't give on the football side. Like I really like Cole as a person. He's a good guy, wanting want to succeed as a fan. But that's 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 Derek, Derek, Derek and Greg's uh, domain.
2: And uh, if you want the lottery numbers tonight, I'm, uh, I'm I'm happy to give you them as well.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, well done on that, though. Um, Charlie Appleby, director of Morgan Football Club, thank you for jumping on uh, our commentary at the end of the game. There, we really appreciate your input. And uh, EFL aficionado uh, Gabriel Sutton, give us uh, give us your sales pitch. Gab, where can we find your stuff?
3: Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at gab sutton, where I really open up the discussions on all things efl I have a great time talking to fans on there i also have a show called efl debate where i talk to fans players owners managers directors including uh, james wakefield on wednesday that's um the hashtag efl debate so you can follow me on twitter at gab sutton for all efl discussion and you can follow me
2: via the hashtag efl debate that, Gab Sutton, on Twitter. I you have recently on Spotify as well, I noticed. I am on Spotify, yeah. I'm trying to work out the
3: technical aspects. I'm not much of a, a technician on that on that score, but uh, just getting to grips with it,
2: I guess. Gab, always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, you need to come to the Mazuma. You've not been to the Mazuma, have you, yet?
3: I've, no, no, I, I need to... Uh, I've not been since you beat blackpool 2-1 in 2016 that was the last time i was up there so i need to i need to make another visit
2: you go from the tightest press box here at the new lawn to the most uh, spacious one yeah at the mazuma it's a brilliant view on the halfway line as well of all oh yeah entry. i
3: could spread out and cut my yeah uh, cut my toenails at <laughs> to the mazuma <laughs> uh, if you've oh, never 65. met gab before
2: he's quite tall how huh? tall like i'm at six foot five i no idea how to i don't keep track of it you are feet in a, in a grow bag. Uh, but, Gav, thank you very much indeed for your, for your input, and we will let, speak to you, hopefully very soon, on uh, Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. It's been an absolute pleasure, Dave. Loved every minute of it, mate. And Charlie, thank you so much uh, for jumping on the commentary, Charlie, and hopefully we'll get you back on again soon as well.
4: Well, it's taken three years to get me on, so, <laughs> you know, maybe another three or four years, but I'd like to come back soon as possible. Charlie, you are always
2: welcome. Thank uh, you. I know, obviously, you have director duties to do uh, during games a lot of the time,
5: but, uh, hey, anytime just come on. And put the headphones on, and away you go. Thank you, Dave. We obviously deserved it. Um, It was a very good performance from us today. You know, following on from uh, the performances we had. You know, we dominated the game for for large spells. We had so many good opportunities in the game. We probably should have been two 0 up uh, in the early stages of the game. With Kieran Phillips and Donald Love but uh, you know a thoroughly professional performance here today from us you know the way we kept the ball the way we kept on you know pushing Forest Green back and we scored a very good goal from Kieran you know to start the game well and then you know we get the goal at the end you know from a header they scored against the run of play uh, at that time but uh, you know delighted for the, the players you know because we said to them today just go and enjoy the game because we know we're coming in against a team that's going to be around about us uh, in the league table. We've played against a team that's going to be at the top of the league table. And uh, the differences are massive. And uh, today, you know, you saw two teams going at it. To, to go 1 0 down with a
6: fantastic goal from Colin Wickham against one of the runner player, as you say, but to show the resolution to come back from that must have been fantastic.
5: Yeah, because we should have been ahead in the game. You know, we should have been two stroke three goals up. Um, we've all seen the chances in the game. and... Uh, we had the better of the opportunities. We had five in the first half that we could have scored. They had none. They had one half chance that uh, they hit from 20 yards out that um, we didn't do well enough to clear the ball. But um, in the end, you know, we've got a, a team that have shown you know throughout the season how well they can play, uh, and they've done that again today.
4: Aaron
6: Phillips' first goal was uh, was a triumph, really. His first shot was well saved, but he kept going, got the rebound and produced a really cool finish.
5: Yeah, I mean, he's added something different to the squad. And uh, I think that uh, himself and Stockton up front, you know, did really well today. And then, you know, we had the ones in the midfield that can pass the ball, run beyond. Uh, you know, the wing-backs and the back three were very competitive. A bit of a period of the game where both
6: goalkeepers were on top form. And again, after midweek, Conor Ripley had some good saves as well.
5: Yeah, Connor didn't have as many saves to make as uh, as McGee. You know, McGee had nearly double digits. Connor probably had two uh, in the whole game that no, were no, no needed. He had more saves to make, but uh, McGee's had ten outstanding saves today uh, in the game.
6: Really good performance altogether. The dressing room after the game was was it was it a relief or was it just joy or was it just happiness or real spirit
5: there? Yeah, I mean, we've obviously only lost four games this season, and uh, you know, got th- through to the league cup and. Uh, Third round in the league cup as well uh, we 've you know picked up three points here today we 've had a good number of draws and uh, it was only a time coming that uh, we would get another result it 's a great day for Mo football club because we had some fantastic back in here today the ones that could come here and uh, you know for the the players and the staff and uh, you know just really delighted for them today but uh, it's just fantastic for the whole of uh, this Morecambe because we want to be in League One next year, it's a tough league that we're in, we understand that we know where we are and we know where we were last year and uh, you know we want to to be uh, in this situation again next season
6: You did say in midweek that it's games like this that you're really concentrating on
5: as well, the teams in and around you Yeah I mean I think that um, it's important because uh, you know the Sheffield Wednesdays and of this world are uh, without reach, each one player of their teams probably half our budget. So um, we've got to understand uh, where we are, and you know it's just about fighting for every game to get that uh, points. And now
6: the aim try and build on this with Cambridge next week.
5: Yeah, I mean it's, it's always the same. We've got to obviously Hartlepool on Saturday, uh, Tuesday night, sorry, and then Cambridge on Saturday. So um, we've got a lot of games to play. I think there's too many games to play. I think that the fixture card. Uh, shouldn't be the way it is. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. And uh, but uh, that's English football for you. Well, Farrand, a two-one win against your old club, a
6: first win of the season, and uh, a great time for you to score, ninety-second minute.
1: No, massive, uh, massive. It's it's been a long time coming. To be fair, the lads have been class. I think uh, it's been fine margins, like I've said before. And um, I think we, today we come here with no fear, and we got home and. Uh, they're not a bad side, as you can see. They, they play good football and that, and we were solid. We were resilient. And at uh, end of the day, we stuck in there. I think we had uh, the better chances throughout the whole 90 minutes. I think you could see that. And um, it was just me this time. I came up and got my head on it finally, yeah. You seem to quite enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's one of them, and it's a 92nd, 93rd minute winner. It doesn't matter where you are. If you, if you score one of them, then the excitement and the... The, the relief as well, do you know what I mean, so um, now I'm, I'm happy to score and happy to help the side get the three points, but I think it's been coming, it's been coming for a while now and uh, I think hopefully we can build from this now, take a lot of positives from it and, and move forward.
6: How important was it to get that first win?
1: Yeah, massive, do you know what I mean, I think um, we're quite a few games in now, we've had quite a few draws, but we've had, we've had a tough start, do you know what I mean, we've been away at some, some really good sides and... And it's been tough, but um, we're stuck in there. We got some points, and um, some people probably thought we, we wouldn't. And um, I think today, like I said, we came here full of uh, full of, full of encouragement, and um, we had a right go and yeah, we got the win, which is brilliant. And we'll move on, and uh, hopefully keep climbing.
6: A perfect free kick in many ways from Jensen. We're at a perfect time.
1: Yeah, Jens put it on the money, and um, it was a bit of a scrap ball, and I just slipped the point out and uh, got it. Got it. Got the first contact. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant.
6: Before that, it was largely a game of two goalkeepers. Both keepers making some great saves.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rippers has been outstanding for us. I think uh, if you watch the last game against Sheffield Wednesday, good opposition. He was uh, he was man of the match, and he was uh, kept us all kept the scoreline down. And um, today, same again, outstanding. It's uh, re- re- really reassuring to have someone like that behind you. Do you know what I mean? Barking, shouting, probably shouting a little bit too much at times. But um, no, I'll take that all day and. Um, no, outstanding. I think uh, every, every player out on that pitch and the subs who came on, you see Dylan was out there, he came on and he, was, he worked like a madman and he was uh, running up and down, um, causing, causing all sorts of carnage. And That's, uh, that's who we're going to need. We're going to need all, all the players throughout the whole season to um, keep pushing on and hopefully build on this performance and try climb up the table.
2: Thanks for downloading this episode of the Shrimps Verdicts podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or Beyond Radio. A busy old episode. Hopefully you can stay with us to the end. In just a bit, I'm talking to Jack Swindlehurst. Jack... Is one of the presenters of the Under the Abbey Stand podcast, a Cambridge United fans pod, to get the full lowdown on Mark Bonner's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma next Saturday. But uh, our special guest on commentary on Shrimps Live for Forest Green Rovers was uh, football pundit Gabriel Sutton. And I had a good chat with Gab uh, to talk all things Shrimps and League One. Our guest summariser this afternoon. I am delighted to be joined by uh, football pundit, and all-round EFL aficionado, uh, Gabriel Sutton. Gab, how are you doing? Good to have you on board. I'm very well, thanks, Dave. You mentioned fashion expert in
3: our previous guest, but or fashion aficionado, i think it well, is. Well, just right?
2: looking at what you're wearing there, Gab, I'm not um, I'm not so sure I'll we'll have to take that <laughs> one back. But, uh, you're certainly a purveyor of, of men's hairstyles, that's for sure. Uh, Gab, great to have you on board this afternoon. Still early days in League One, sure. of course. What have you made at the start of the League One campaign so far at the top and the bottom of the table? I
3: think last season in League One, on it that did feel a bit like a split league didn't it where a lot of the teams that were competing for promotion were the ones you were expecting to compete for promotion and vice versa I think it was the same towards the bottom I feel like we've seen a little bit of a continuation of that trend obviously Cambridge United have had a very good start and Shrewsbury uh, are up to eight themselves but, um, but I think broadly I think there's five teams that can probably compete for automatic promotion this season and um, I think that's kind of going to be interesting whether uh, how the playoff race is going to look whether there's a, a spot that's going to open up a little bit I think we'll have to wait and see but Morecambe of course very much uh, with a case of
2: getting to, to 50 points and surviving. Top of the table, it's already looking like it's the uh, the big clubs, the, one of the, uh, the big spenders, of course, Ipswich Town. Top of the table as we speak uh, at this moment. Other big teams up there... I thought last season there were some big teams in league. One was in there some fantastic days out. This season it seems even more. You look at some of the names, some of the former Premier League sides in the in the division, of course, and it's tougher probably than it's ever been to to survive in this division.
3: Yeah, it has been. Um, obviously, Morecambe did incredibly well to stay up uh, last season. Although uh, it was quite interesting last year, wasn't it? Because you could stay up with 40 points, I suppose, which uh, which Fleetwood Town did. So it's going to be interesting to see whether the tally's going to be a little bit higher. Yeah, I think Morecambe have been competitive in uh, in most games this season and we'll probably feel they could have had uh, a few more points than they've been able to get on the board. Uh, obviously, there's been a solidity there in, in, in most games. Obviously, in midweek, held Sheffield Wednesday so have got one of the biggest squads in the division, and one of the best squads as well, at bay for 70 minutes, was it? So, um, I think that shows there's some defensive result with that
2: back three. Just a word on Cole and Gab. As an outsider looking in, I guess it's been quite the, the transfer saga, hasn't it, over the last few weeks with Cole? But the fact is, he's here... We've got him until at least January. He's not scored this season. Hopefully that match sharpness is starting to come back and, and, and mentally he can switch on because he's got a job for us to do and we need him to do that job. Absolutely. I think
3: um, it's a little secret, Dave, that Cole Stockton has his own ambitions of where he wants to go and what he wants to achieve. But I also think it's really important that he stays fully focused on the collective cause as well and and really trying to help Morecambe uh, stay up. And I think Morecambe are going to need all hands to the pump. I know that's a cliche, Dave, but I think it's true. Um, They're going to have some really difficult games this season. Half the league, uh, sort of fallen giants, have come down from the Premier League with vastly superior resources. Morecambe have got to treat every game like a battle
2: and Kieran Phillips partnering him up front on loan. Uh, from Huddersfield but a good chance for a young dynamic striker from the Championship to make his mark in League 1 hopefully
3: Yeah I've seen um, I've seen Kieran once or twice for Walsall he's, um, he's got good feet I think he's uh, quite skillful forward he likes his place finishes uh, scored one against Scunthorpe last season which so he's got that coolness in front of goal I think we were saying off air Dave sometimes that can be a plus because it allows you a bit of composure that ice coolness that sometimes you want from a striker also maybe if you're a little bit of more of a, an old School demographic, you'd probably say go on, put your latest through it, son. But, um, but no, I think uh, I think he's got a, a striker with uh, with potential. They rate him highly at Huddersfield,
2: so hopefully, he can have a good season for the shrimps. My special guest summariser uh, on Shrimps Live this afternoon, EFL Pundit. You're probably following me on Twitter if you don't, is at Gab Sutton, is here, there, and everywhere on social media. Uh, Gab, uh, delighted to have you on board this afternoon as the two sides uh, enter the uh, field of play here at the new lawn, and it's a uh, it's fair to say that uh, and then next Saturday against Cambridge and then into October away at Accrington Stanley three very winnable games for the Shrimps camp
3: yeah but, um, well winnable I think the derby with Accrington Stanley is always one Morecambe fans are going to look forward to so uh, that's a, a massive game but this one's huge I saw Cambridge at Cheltenham in midweek they didn't create an awful lot or so although they're sixth in the table um, I think on the evidence that I've seen them in midweek, I think they're winnable. So these are all games that I think Morecambe will be looking at and feeling they've got a, a good opportunity to get some points from. But I think if you're Derek Adams, you're probably going to want to try and approach every game that way and try and throw yourself into it and give yourself that bit of belief. But again, you're going to need you know, your big characters like your Ryan Delaney's and your your Farron Rawson's to really step up to the plate and, uh, and hopefully they can do that.
2: Jack, thank you so much for jumping on our podcast. Really appreciate your time. Before we get on to matters on the field, uh, give us the uh, the sales pitch for Under the Abbey Stand.
0: Yeah, um, at Abbey Stand Pod on the socials, we're a group of Cambridge fans. Um, came together quite a few years ago now, three or four years ago, when Sean Derry had just been uh, dethroned as Cambridge United manager. We've come a long way since, there, since then in League Two, uh, like yourselves, we're now in League One. Uh, we just analyse how United get on every week. Occasionally, speak to players, management, any other fans from opposite teams, which is great. And just yeah, a bit of a flavour of how United are doing. And uh, yeah, it's always opinion-based and quite often very wrong. But you know, we we, <laughs> we, do, we do our best
2: because it's a fans pod. Jackie, say it like it is, don't you? When things are going well; it's uh, it's good. And when things aren't going so well, it's uh, you can say so.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, to be honest, we seem to get more listeners and do better when Cambridge United are doing badly. I think people like to hear people speak badly about teams more than they do, you know, to speak well about them. But yeah, it's sod's law, really. But yeah, we do our best and uh, it's always great to speak to another fan's pod.
2: And I suppose at the moment, times are good, aren't they? You know, it's second season in League One for both of us and uh, certainly for you guys, comfortably staying up last season. And uh, well, you've not had a too bad a start to this this season, this time around either, have you?
0: Uh, no, we haven't. I, it's kind of um, disconcerting, really, to be Cambridge United at the moment because we were complaining, uh, really, about um, a Tuesday night result um, away at Cheltenham, where we ended up losing a game. We, you know, we could have really won, but it's disconcerting because you know we're still sat in in sixth place in League One after eight games. Um, and yeah just have been kind of comfortable this season we've not been good away from home that's where we've struggled so that's where cambridge united need to build on but four from four at home you literally can't complain um so yeah that's going to be hopefully become a bit of a fortress at the abbey and then kind of push on and you know pick up points away from home but it's been a great start we've made some really good kind of uh, bolstering signings in the summer and kept our squad, the core of our squad together, which is really important. So it's certainly a good time to be a Cambridge United fan, but we're not getting ahead of ourselves. It's a very long season ahead. Certainly is, Jack.
2: Certainly is. You think back to a year or so ago and you think about getting promoted and then you lose key players like Paul Mullen and, and... the, the players that the, the bedrock of the players that got you into the division in the first place—were you concerned last season that I mean, it might be a struggle? Because it didn't turn out that way at all, did it? You were you stayed up easily in the end.
0: Yeah, I think everybody had us pretty much pinned to the bottom, you know, when we got promoted, and kind of understandably so, I suppose. But uh, we proved everyone wrong. Whilst we did lose Mullin and a couple of players like that, we did keep you. Know, we did keep a really good core of players and bring in a couple of players who. Took to ducks like water, really. A couple who needed to prove themselves, and then absolutely did. Uh, and yeah, we've got a really good spine to the team, and we were just very kind of um, no nonsense last season. You know, we even had an FA Cup run, of course, beating Newcastle in the FA Cup. Uh, everything last season just went to plan, and to be safe by you know March, April, when we were, it was a real you know boost for that. And yeah, we, as you say, we finished. Uh, kind of mid-table, lower mid-table, and we will absolutely take that. And we take it again this season. But, you know, it is about building on that. And uh, it's been a good start.
2: think, like you say, Jack, isn't it? Four wins from four at home. It doesn't matter to an extent, and it doesn't matter so much about your away form. If you can get the points in the bag at home, then it's going to be job done once more.
0: It is. It's a little bit frustrating, I think, from a Cambridge United point of view, um, how we've managed away from home, really. Because, you um, there's you know it was a 93rd minute winner for oxford that we conceded um way back when um and that just it was a bit of a kick in the teeth that was our first away game you know we did all right at charlton but then uh, you know we got beat 4-1 at pompey that feels like a bit of an unfair result on paper but of course it's not played on paper and then a a real goaler against Cheltenham last time out losing 2-1 from a winning position so we do need to kind of solidify ourselves a bit away from home and just prove to the fans and the players that we can, because we were, you know, we weren't bad away from home last season uh, and comparatively now that seems to be where we're struggling and it just, just looking ahead, you know, we are going to start to need to pick up points, uh, you know, away from home um, and maybe that'll come, uh, maybe that'll come later in September.
2: Well, hopefully not from our point of view, Jack, but we'll come on to that in a second. Uh, tell me about the Mark Bonner effect then, I, I suppose. He's a, he's a hero, he's a legend already, isn't he?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, it must seem strange to fans of other teams, you know, maybe from other leagues looking at it, because, you know, whilst he's kind of steadied the ship and got promoted and done well, the effect he's had on this team is, is just incredible. You know, he's brought in um, brilliant players, but he's also got the best out of players who've been at the club for a number of years. You know, we've got Harrison Dunk, we've got Greg Taylor, we've got Liam O'Neill who are all stalwarts of Cambridge United. And, you know, Dunk, especially is having a resurgence, you know, he's in his 11th year with the club. He's played in the conference. He's played in league two. And now he's in league one and he's, you know, he's playing some of the best football of his life. So Mark Bonner is, you know, incredible manager. He You know, he got the best out of Paul Mullen and, you know, that's, you see how he kind of has moved on in his career Uh, you know, he's made Ironside into a great player. There's players who've not made many appearances before coming to Cambridge or not scored many league goals and they've kind of come out of their shells. So he's a really good man-manager and he's he manages to keep a cool head on the team, it seems, even when, you know, we might lose games. We don't tend to go on bad runs. It seems to, we seem to bounce back. And yeah, I, I reckon he's probably quite a sought after manager. Probably, you know, if come January, there's championship teams getting rid of their their, their managers I imagine Mark Bonner would be one that people are seriously looking at you're going to want to keep him though I suppose a hundred percent um and there was there were rumors floating about about going to Luton and Peterborough and he kind of he quashed those Peterborough rumors pretty you know a hundred percent in a press conference um he said I, you know I bleed Cambridge so that's that's encouraging but you couldn't blame the man if the right offer came along in January for a championship club or even you know even higher so we're being realistic, but he's just brought the club so far. And there's a real good structure all the way down the club. It's not just the management, it's the team around him. You know, I feel like there's people waiting in the wings for if <clears throat> if Bonner did go. But he's just done an incredible job. And yeah, like you say, a legend already. For no matter what happens from here, he really has done incredible things for for, for our club. So you've
2: kept the majority of the squad from last season together. Jack lost one or two, Jack Iredale probably being the most high profile of that to Bolton. But uh, you've kept the majority of the team and, and, and you've added where you needed to to the squad. For those unfamiliar, Jack, tell us everything we need
0: to know about a current season Cambridge United team. Well, we've got Dimi Mitov in goal, um, you know, made headlines last season with a performance against Newcastle United and St. James in the FA Cup. Uh, but he had a great season. You know, he was kind of uh, jostling with Callum Burton in the League Two season for the number one spot, <clears throat> made it his own, and he's just come on leaps and bounds. You know, he's a great, great player. Um, Bulgarian, and, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see in the next couple of years him getting an international call-up. He's only 25, uh, and he's just fantastic. We've got a really good solid back four, five, depending how we play. Uh, George Williams at right back. Uh, usually uh, probably Jumbo Lockardina and Lloyd-Jones in the middle and then, you know, probably Harrison Dunk on the left. We can switch it up a bit and it does depend on how we set up but uh, a good defensive midfield partnership of uh, Paul Digby and uh, Adam May who've both just, you know, come on leaps and bounds and we've got quite a few players now coming up to 100 appearances for the U's and that really shows that kind of solidity that we've got Uh, and then you can pick from Sam Smith Shiloh, Tracy, uh, an iron side up top there, usually with someone like Nibs, potentially Lancaster coming in, James Brophy. So we've got quite a few good forward options there. So United have really kind of made a squad out of what was a good team. We've now got a good squad. Uh, of course, a couple of injuries and the questions will be asked. And after Tuesday's defeat at Cheltenham, there will be questions about what is the best central defensive partnership. We do have uh, Zeno Ibsen-Rossi who came in Um man-mounted of a defender who might start to try and kind of muscle his way into the centre of defence. But yeah, a good, strong team, good from out wide, United, and then obviously Ironside is like a target man, but, you know, Sam Smith has just been fantastic, you know, banging in goals left, right and centre as well. So we've got goals from other places on the field as well.
2: Just like caveat here, Jack. We, we are talking before our previous weekend's respective games against Forest Green Rovers. You've got a tough game against Barnsley coming up uh, this weekend. But, but you spoke about uh, your Jekyll and Hyde home and away form. What hope can you give us then about you guys coming to the Mazuma? Where can we get at you? Where are, where, where, where are we going to score the goals?
0: Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, as I say, we're, we're good from out wide, but also we, we, we can be vulnerable from set pieces. Uh, Cambridge can be guilty of starting games slowly and switching off. You will see even at the home game against Burton, we conceded after 13 seconds. So, you know, if you get it Cambridge early on, there, there are goals to be scored. Um, and yeah, um, it is just, I think, yeah, balls from out wide will be, you know, how you can maybe get a goal, you know, that second ball that drops the edge of the box or, you know, push into the byline and cutting one back. So Cambridge are vulnerable. We've conceded goals this season even when winning. So uh, yeah it's not like we're uh, you know that tight defensively uh you'll see that we've uh, we've already we've already conceded 12 goals after scoring 12 with a goal difference of zero so that's an eight games. so there's definitely something there for the taking but equally Cambridge start well uh and manage the game then we can be a very hard team to beat.
2: We had two um close-ish encounters last season Jack didn't we you uh you came to our place, 1-0 victory on that night with, with a, a fantastic strike, you have to say. And then I thought we did enough for a point at your place towards the end of the season, conceded uh, that goal and, and, and obviously lost. But uh, another Cole Stockton wonder strike for us on, on that day. He's just coming back into the team now. So uh, f- fingers crossed we might have a, a bit more of an attacking threat.
0: Yeah, we always worry about Cole the goal and there's always rumours about him going, but he never seems to go and uh, what a player to keep. So, yeah, uh, every Cambridge United fan who's ever been to a game knows about Cole the goal and, you know, we worry about him. Looking at your team, there's all, there's other names that we recognise in there, but, you know, it's it's such a tough one to call with two teams like Morecambe and and, and United. Apart from that 5-0 um, in League 2 where we came to, to, to yours and won, we don't generally have games that aren't close. They're always pretty close, you know, one goal in it or whatever. So I do think it's going to be another close one, regardless of how this weekend's games go. And yeah, it could be nicked by the odd goal. And like I say, if you start well, that could cause Cambridge United serious issues. But again, if we start well, it could be on the flip side. So really, really tough one to call. Tell us about
2: Jensen Weir then. Jack obviously had... uh season-long loan with you guys last season. It didn't appear to take off to the heights that perhaps you might have expected, but uh, we've got him for the season. We like what we see so far. What can you tell us about Jensen?
0: Yeah, a good little player. He looked pretty tired. He did get a couple of injuries. that kind of kept him out of the squad. And then, you know, as you said about last season for us, it went surprisingly kind of smoothly. So it was hard for him to get back into the team, really, when you've kind of, you know, you're on an all right run of form. You don't want to break, you don't want to fix what's not broke. He scored a great header from the edge of the box for us. Memorable goal, that one. But I just feel like it, it was it was just a bit unlucky, really, other than anything else. He should have featured a bit more. It was just injuries and then a good run of form for United. But um, yeah, looks a good tidy player. Still very young, obviously. And yeah, he can, he can come up with the odd goal as well, as he's shown for, for you. So yeah, uh, certainly a good acquisition and someone that you want to keep hold of for as long as possible. As it stands at the moment,
2: Jack, is our top goal scorer with is three. So uh, hopefully, yes, somebody might score a hat-trick against Forest Green tomorrow and uh, might might knock him off his perch. But uh, he does look a very, very good player. Indeed, technically really good. And he scored a couple of absolute yeah. world-class goals. He scored a, a curler into the top corner from 25 yards against Bristol Rovers a couple of weeks ago. So fingers crossed he can, he can do some damage. So I suppose from your point of view, Jack, so, so far so good. Let's have a couple of predictions then. Uh, firstly, our game, of course, and I imagine given the start that you've had, you're, you're you're very happy that you're going to finish higher up the table than you did last season.
0: Um, yeah, uh, hopefully so. I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to flog a dead horse, but I do feel like this away form's got to take a pick at some point. So like, I feel that's where our season's going to be defined because... You know, I don't think we're going to win every game at home this season. And suddenly if you start losing games at home and not winning away, then you're you're suddenly looking over your shoulder. I think our game, I think regardless of what happens this weekend, I think it's going to be won by a goal. I think the team will win it. And obviously, being from the Cambridge United part of things, I'm going to go 2-1 United. I think it's going to be a late winner. um, And it's probably going to be Joe Ironside. He's carrying a bit of an injury at the moment. The man seems to play better when he's injured. So, (laughs) um, yeah, be warned. <laughs> uh, where, where are you going to finish this season, then, Jack?
2: M- mid, is it's Mid-table, a, the goal, or can you get
0: a bit higher? Well, you know, it's 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 such a tough thing to look at the at the table now and see us in sixth place, and you know, uh, above our great rivals, being <laughs> reunited. But I, you know, realistically, I think if we could get anywhere, you know, near twelfth place, I think it'd be a fantastic achievement. You know, to finish in that top half of the table. You know, consolidate for this season. Like I say, you know, come back to me when we play the return game, and we can probably have a, a bit more of a realistic conversation. It's just such a long season, isn't it? There's going to be, you know, we already had we've already had games postponed, which we usually wouldn't have had at this point. Um, so you know, the season there's going to be you know midweek games where there weren't before. Games are going to start to pile up. You know that Christmas period is always pretty dodgy, and also there's going to be you know interruptions with the World Cup and all sorts of things. So Yeah, it's just, it's going to be an interesting kind of winter to navigate and then we'll come out the other side of it and see where we are. But it's hopeful. It's certainly been a great start and yeah, I'd love to be, uh, you know, safe by March again.
2: We'd certainly rather be in your position than ours at at the moment, Jack. That's that's for sure. Uh, Very finally, Jack, a word on League One, the quality of League One. We thought it was a really quality division last season with a number of High-profile teams, and it seems even better this season.
0: Or yeah, even, there's even no,
2: tough or even tougher.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, nail on the head. Like it was a good league last season, but there's no basket cases this season at all. I don't think. Well, with maybe the exception of Burton, I think Burton looked pretty tough. But you know, they could have a resurgence under a new manager, and they scored three goals against us at the Abbey. So you hmm. know, they've clearly got goal scorers. They scored four um, against Accrington as well. So you know, they've got goals in that team. So I don't think there's anyone who's guaranteed to go down, although you know yourselves and Burton do need to start picking up points but it's so early i think there's some great quality and you look at the you know the amount of former premier league teams you look at the amount of former premier league players it is just incredible the amount of you know great players and great teams that are in there and yeah it's going to be a real battle for those top six places and it's going to be a real battle for the top 12 i think it's uh, it's real high quality and it's nice to see and it's just nice to be a part of it but Absolutely. we don't we don't just want to be a part of it and then drop out and not come back for a number of years we want to solidify ourselves and be be here again next season yeah snap Uh,
2: we, we have work to do in that regard that's for sure Jack thanks so much for your time really appreciate it give us the sales pitch and the plug one more time for the Under the Abbey Stand podcast
0: yeah, at Abby Stand Pod on all the socials uh, on social media. Uh, great to be here, thanks for thanks for listening to me. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio.
5: This is Shrimps live from Beyond Radio.